You have tuned in to The Whore You Know. My name is Zephyr, and I'm the founder of this podcast. This episode is going to be the season one finale, and it's going to be a bit off topic compared to the other episodes in season one, as I've taken some time to reevaluate the ethos of The Whore You Know, aka Twuk. I started the podcast in March earlier this year and posted the second episode in April. Both of these were posted on our Patreon page, and I planned on posting episode three, the season one finale in June, when we had our debut event to celebrate the podcast. However, I ended up taking some space from the podcast to redefine not only what it meant, but also the events and overall brand of Twuk meant to me and other sex workers in the community. After some self-reflection, I felt like the podcast was a bit self-centered, and while I do personally have interesting stories from my career to share, my intention is not to center myself. I'm more interested in uplifting the voices of a diverse group of sex workers. I also decided that I wanted the podcast to be available publicly so that it is more accessible to a larger audience. We will still have our Patreon page for early access to episodes, as well as other bonus content for those who have the means to support. So, as far as an ethos goes, this is what I came up with. Twuk is comprised of a collective of sex workers who believe in changing the culture of the industry for the betterment of the workers. Twuk values the safety, human rights, and success of sex workers and focuses on providing educational resources to make this possible. Twuk does not support the exploitation nor extortion of sex workers and therefore uses its funds to pay sex workers directly and does not profit as an entity. Twuk has a podcast which shares sex worker stories, opinions, and ideas told from a whore perspective, reflecting on the esoteric complexities of our professional, personal, and political experiences. We throw quarterly events featuring sex worker performers and vendors of sex worker-founded businesses. The podcast and the event are intended to celebrate, support, and pay sex workers for their performances, stories, talents, and creations. Season two will take on a new vibe featuring conversations between sex workers on various topics including our industry post-COVID, FOSTA-SESTA, incarcerated sex workers, strip talk, and the appropriation of sex workers. If you are a sex worker and you are interested in being featured on our podcast and or vending or performing at one of our events, Please DM us on Instagram at twukofficial. In the spirit of the season one topic, before I wrap up this episode, I want to tell one last hilarious story from my baby stripper days about the first of three times I was fired from the very first club I worked at. So the first club I worked at, I was actually fired from about eight months into working there. I ended up being invited back and I was fired again and I got invited back once more and was also fired once more. Uh, So I was fired a total of three times from this club and I recently started working there again. So here's to hoping I don't make it four times. But I do want to tell the story about the first time I got fired from this club. I I won't get into the other two times because the stories aren't as funny, but this is a pretty good one. So 
The first manager I ever worked for, let's call him Mark. Mark was a pretty good manager as far as I was concerned. Most nights while I was working with him, I was making pretty decent to very, very good money. So I was generally happy with my income, which is pretty much the most important thing to me as a stripper. About three months into me working at this club, we got completely new management. Our new GM, let's call him Dave. Not only was Dave an asshole, but he was completely running our club into the ground. He changed weekly deals. He made the door more expensive. And he just wasn't a charming person at all like our previous managers. So the clientele were starting to say things that they no longer liked the club. And attendance at the club was getting thinner and thinner and therefore... Our nightly averages were getting lower and lower. Dave also made it abundantly clear that he didn't care about any of the dancers. A lot of us were struggling so much financially when he started working at the club that we often weren't even able to pay our house fees. And he would jokingly say that he took credit card and then he would laugh as if his dancers being unsuccessful was something to laugh at because his success also was dependent on our success. That's the way the structure works in the club. But instead of trying to get a satisfied customer base so that the dancers could profit and therefore he could profit and therefore the club could profit, he wanted to take money out of our pockets to get himself and the club profit, which is so messed up and backwards. I think that was just poor business on his part. A club should not only aim to satisfy its customers, but it should also aim to satisfy its dancers because the happier the dancers are, the more money they're going to make. And that is more profit for everybody. So I really couldn't understand this man's frank stupidity and evilness. I'm talking a lot of shit about him, but I'm not going to pretend that I'm perfect. And I especially had a lot of issues going on back then. I drank very heavily a lot and I just didn't know when to choose my battles. So it wasn't rare that I would slap customers in the face at the time. (laughs) I've already told a story about that. Uh, It also wasn't rare that after a shift at the club, I would be cussing out one of my managers because I felt that I was being exploited. You can pretty much bet that I was cussing out Dave on a regular basis. I could not stand this man. I had zero respect for him, and I am certain that he also had zero respect for me and very much felt that I was a nuisance and was ready to find any excuse to fire me. Like I said, I used to consistently get really drunk at work, and one Saturday night, I came upstairs after my shift, and in the dressing room, there was... One of those single-serving instant mac and cheese 
like the ones you get from a convenience store for like 99 cents. Well, this had been sitting on the dressing room counter for about a week. I knew I didn't have any food at home and I was super hungry and had a need to soak up this alcohol so I didn't wake up super hungover. So I asked everybody in the dressing room, hey, whose mac and cheese is this? And everybody was like, that's been sitting there like all week. You should just take it. And I was like, yeah, but is it, does it belong to anyone? And everyone just seemed to have no idea who it belonged to, which I guess because of that, I probably should have just left the mac and cheese, but I didn't have the foresight at the time. So I took the mac and cheese and my dumbass went home and posted on my Instagram story a selfie of me eating the mac and cheese. And I said, haha, you dumb bitch. I took your mac and cheese, lol, or something to that effect. I don't know why I put it so rudely. I was trying to be funny, but it's really weird that I said dumb bitch and. It's really weird that I was so aggressive about it, but I think I just thought that that type of thing was funny at the time. I was very immature. I went to the club again the next night and it was a great Sunday night. There was literally this guy tipping $100 bills at the stage and my stage set was supposed to be next until the security guard came up to me and tapped me on the shoulder and said that I was needed in the office. And I'm going up those two flights of stairs, heart beating so fast, thinking, fuck, I'm going to get caught for doing coke all the time in here. (laughs) I get into Dave's office, and he turns his phone around, and on his screen is a screenshot of my Instagram story from the night before. That was not what I was expecting at all. He looks very serious and looks at me in the eye and says, I can't have a thief working here. I'm sorry to all the people out there who are really sensitive, but I just laughed. I laughed. I was like, thief? (laughs) It's 99 cent mac and cheese. Like, I'll go to Costco and buy several boxes of it. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. He then said, I should have you in handcuffs. (laughs) I said, please call the cops and tell them that I stole instant mac and cheese. I would seriously love it also if while I'm getting arrested and in the handcuffs, like leaned up against the cop car with my like stripper heels and lingerie on, like, please get a picture so that I can use that for my GoFundMe page because I guarantee you that this shit would go viral and I would get rich getting people to send me money for my bail fund and then some probably because this shit would literally be that viral. Like, are you fucking kidding me? A stripper getting like arrested and pulled out of the club because she stole 99 cent mac and cheese that was sitting in the dressing room for a week? (laughs) He was like, um, yeah, your contract is terminated and you can no longer work here. And I then kind of started to cry and I was like, are you are you serious? And he says, yes, I'm dead serious. I cannot have a thief working here. 
I went in the dressing room to go pack my bags as I had no other choice. And as I was packing them, I was crying. And two other strippers entered the dressing room and asked me what was wrong. I explained to them what had just happened. And I couldn't help but wonder as I was explaining if maybe they were the people who sent my manager a screenshot. I felt so paranoid and like I couldn't trust my coworkers. And this was a feeling I'd never felt before. When I first started dancing, one of the things that I liked about it is I felt like I was in the like hot girls club and we were all friends and it was so great. And this moment just made me realize that maybe not everybody's my friend. Maybe not everybody in here is trustworthy. At this point in time, I've realized that it's important to have boundaries between respecting your coworkers and who you actually let in on a personal level. Even though I was really hurt that somebody clearly disliked me enough to show the manager this incriminating screenshot from my Instagram, I did go back and look at my story and realize that maybe I didn't need to say you dumb bitch and maybe if it were the other way around and it had been my mac and cheese and I saw somebody that I didn't know very well posting a story saying you dumb bitch, I might also have my feelings hurt too. And not to mention, the club was really slow under this new manager. And like I said before, we were struggling more financially than we were with our previous manager. So who knows what the person was going through whose mac and cheese I took, how difficult their financial situation was. And to have just taken it and made a joke about it was admittedly pretty insensitive. And I realized that, so I wrote an apology letter and delivered that with about 20 new instant mac and cheese servings. And I hoped that this letter and the extra mac and cheese would be enough to get my job back and also make this person feel better about what I had done to them. I did not get my job back, at least while this manager was still running the club, and I started hearing some theories from some of my friends at that club that nobody actually told on me, but that the manager was spying on my Instagram himself looking for a reason to get rid of me because he didn't like me. I actually do believe this theory to be true still to this day. Um, but as revenge, some of my friends from that club brought in a bunch of instant mac and cheese and put it on the dressing room counter and were jokingly telling everybody to not touch it or they might get fired. And obviously Dave did not think that was funny or amusing in any way, shape, or form. But yeah, eventually Dave was fired because he really, really ran that club into the ground and the owner started to finally realize it and new management replaced him and I got rehired again. And like I said before, I got fired again as well. But that's a story I will leave out of this podcast because it's really not all that interesting. 
But I do just want to thank everybody for listening and bearing with me for the past several months while I sort of ironed out the ethos for Twuk and changed directions a little bit. But I think that this will be a lot more intentional and a lot more interesting and a lot better to listen to. So I'm really looking forward to season two and I hope you guys continue to support not only our podcast, but our events. If you want to stay in the loop, you can follow us on Instagram at TwukOfficial and stay informed about when we're looking for people to have on the podcast, when we're looking for performers and vendors for our events, and educational materials. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the season one finale of The Whore You Know.